You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal. Most importantly, your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the Seattle City Council had a meeting yesterday. You know that whole defund the police thing we had going this summer? Yep, that actually happened, but not by nearly as much as all the protesters were hoping for. They were hoping for 50%. It's way, way less. It's like maybe 17 to 20%. We're going to get into that today. Let's check it out. Okay, this is a Newsweek article that I'm looking at, and this is Seattle to slash police budget by around 20%, far less than what officials promised. Officials promised the moon couldn't deliver. This is what we're doing. Before we before we jump into this article, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop, and I've kind of been kind of been questioning what do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? There's another article that's pretty interesting that I'm just gonna jump into because I think it's I think it's juicy. I think it's kind of like what what are you guys doing in Seattle? Protest caravan targets Seattle Council members' home ahead of the budget vote. So this is the budget vote. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, Monday Monday yesterday. Budget vote happened. Sunday night, night before the budget vote happened, caravan of protesters going down the street, stopping in front of the councilwoman's home that is the chief of whatever the budget uh, committee is that was having this. So I'm going to read this super quick, but this is kind of wild. A long line of protesters in cars honked horns and created a noisy disturbance Sunday night Outside the home of Seattle Council City Council member Teresa Mosqueda, a day before the council is scheduled to vote on the city's final 2021 budget, how would you like to have a caravan of protesters going down your street, stopping in front of your home? Not me. No, thank you. Pass. Hard pass on that one. The protest began around 10 p.m. I am in bed most of the time pretty close to asleep by 10 p.m. The protest began around 10 p.m. near 30th Avenue Southwest and Southwest Nevada Street in West Seattle as people in a line of cars began honking horns and chanting through loudspeakers, police said. Man, I bet the neighbors loved that. 10 p.m. <laughs> Just got a bunch of protesters with megaphones and speakers kind of saying their thing going down the street. It's what we're doing in West Seattle. Crazy. So the Seattle Police Department, this is a tweet from the Seattle Police Department. Police are monitoring a group of vehicles in hashtag West Seattle, near 30th Avenue and Southwest Nevada Street, who are reportedly causing a noise disturbance by honking horns and chanting. 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Oh, I'd be pissed if I was a neighbor. Group is now, this is another tweet, group is now moving westbound on Southwest Genesee Street from 26th. So that's what they did. The protesters stopped in front of Mosqueda's home, and many got out of their cars. Mosqueda then reportedly came out to speak with them. Bold. I would not come out to speak with them. Mosqueda, who chairs the city council's budget committee, has previously proposed a package of changes which would whittle the Seattle Police Department budget by nearly 20% from the 2020 budget approved in, in November 2019. These protesters, they want 50%. If you remember CHOP in Seattle, that's their main demand. Defund SPD by 50% and do it now. That was always their thing. Now, there's also there have also been calls from some members of the public for a hiring freeze on the police um, after Mosqueda spoke with the protesters, they slowly drove away, still honking and chanting, and they eventually dispersed. That's some crazy stuff right there in West Seattle. Hey, we know you got a budget vote. We're going to protest in front of your house. Hope your neighbors like this. Seattle's 2021 budget. Now we're jumping back to the main article here. But 
So that's what happened the night before this this vote happened. Seattle's 2021 budget will cut the Seattle uh, City Police Department's funding by almost 20%, far less than what officials had promised during protest over the summer. Did they really pro- promise they're going to do 50% defund? I think it's just been talked about. I don't think there are any hard promises because who can actually deliver on something like that? And guess what? Even back then, behind the scenes, all of these people were going, I know the protesters want 50% defund, but that's never going to happen. We can't cut the budget by that much. That, there's just no way. That's my that's my uh, behind the scenes voice. So you know a lot of these, these council people are like, Gosh, we're not going to cut by 50%. There's just no way. Because you just let crime run rampant at that point. You can't fund the police budget enough of what you need. So we cut it by 20%. All right. And we all knew there was 10% of fluff in the budget anyway. So the real hard cut was maybe about 10% here, down from 50. Not happening the way that the protesters, the peaceful protesters want, right? But I think it's good for Seattle. Most members, I don't think any defunding is good for Seattle, but there's got to be some kind of compromise with this nonsense going on. And I'm glad it was only 10%, a hard 10% cut. 20% 20% is what's what's being touted in the media, but we all know that other 10%, eh, that's fluff. There's, there's just some fluff in there. Most members of the Seattle City Council had pledged to reduce the Seattle Police Department's funding by 50% after the protest called for police departments to be defunded following a nationwide reckoning sparked by the police killing of George Floyd, Minneapolis. But after a vote on Monday, yesterday, City Council approved a budget that cut the police department by around 18% with millions redirected to community programs, according to King TV. All right. In a statement on Monday, Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin said she would sign the legislation and applauded the council for taking a more deliberate and measured approach to the police department's budget. In other words, thanks for not whacking it more because otherwise I wouldn't have signed off on that bad boy. Because Durkin, Durkin has taken a lot of heat, but guess what? She is a politician, and she is a former federal prosecutor. She kind of understands what happens when you don't have enough police in your city. And she's still going to be mayor here for a while. So she's got a, she, she knows you can't whack that, that police to budget, uh, budget by too much. Otherwise, your city is going to be in trouble, no matter what the protesters say, no matter what Chop and Chaz, their demands were. You can't, you can't whack that budget that hard. I believe we are laying the groundwork to make systemic and lasting changes to policing, Durkin said. Uh, are we? Or are we just kind of whacking the budget because that's what people want us to do? feels that way. And, and so essentially, we've got an 8% cut to the uh, police budget, right? 20% total. Now we're talking, eh, in reality, it's 18. 10% fluff. 8% whack. And I think last year, the Seattle police budget was like $411 million. So we are not talking about that much money. We have rightly put forward a plan that seeks to ensure Seattle Police Department has enough officers to meet 911 response and investigative needs throughout the city, while acknowledging and addressing the disproportionate impacts policing has had on communities of color, particularly black communities. And my whole thing has been, and I think people who kind of understand this drill, yes, there are issues with racism, no doubt about that. Is it systemic the way that a lot of people claim? I don't really know. Do these events happen? Did George Floyd happen? Yep. Are those cops getting prosecuted? Yep. 
And then the next thing is, is when you defund the police, who are the communities that are going to be impacted the most immediately when you don't have enough 911 response? Yep, you got it. Low income neighborhoods where there's a higher proportion of crime, people of color. So the fact that we can't see this, and I'm going to read some statements here later, that you're just like, hmm, I don't know. It's like, what? I, I'm not buying this. But then again, I'm not on the Seattle City Council. They would never have me because my thought process is too linear. And um, I'm just reasonable. And you can't be on the Seattle City Council if you're reasonable, right? But you can have a podcast. And thank you for joining my podcast. But Shama Sawant, who cast the sole vote against the budget, said it deeply fails working people and marginalized communities. All right. So what are we talking about? You've got the socialist, um, Shama Sawant, literally. And she is saying no against this budget. She was the one person in the Seattle City Council that said no. And she's saying it deeply fails working people and marginalized communities. Those are the people that I am saying need police protection. But she's saying, well, coming at it from a different perspective, right? It's all about perspective. My perspective is, is don't whack those budgets. If you want, if you want something to happen with police, give them better training, identify what it is that we're doing wrong, give them better training, get that going, that's going to cost some money. But don't defund the police budget to the point where you've got nine minute 911 response times in Seattle, which is what exactly is happening right now. Nine minutes. I mean, think of all the things that can happen in nine minutes. You can watch half of my podcast. You can go to 7-Eleven and get a Diet Coke and some um, Doritos. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can do in nine minutes. You could die. You could get killed. Um, but that's what our 911 response time is in Seattle. So dealing with that, and then we're further cutting back the budget. That to me, just doesn't it doesn't ring like that's progress in the right direction. I don't know. Call me old. Call me an old white dude with progressive thinking that's gone sideways. Here's Shama Sawant. After months of declaring that Black Lives Matter, this is a tweet from Shama Sawant, our socialist Seattle City Council member who voted no on this budget proposal. After months of declaring that Black Lives Matter, every single Democratic City Council member voted against the people's budget, which is hers, Shama Sawant, she's got the people's budget, and my office's proposal to develop legislation to establish an elected community oversight board with full powers over police, including hiring and firing. So we didn't go that far. I mean, did we ever really think it was going to get to that? If it did, you would, you would literally have people leaving Seattle in droves. Seattle's uh, council will vote to approve. Here's uh, from... Council member Deborah Juarez, the council member of the council will vote to approve the 2020 budget this afternoon. In doing so, we will make substantial cuts to the Seattle Police Department and redirect funding towards communities of color. Now, they weren't substantial, but they were enough to probably appease everybody, right? It's like you cut it, you can't cut too much. Can't cut too much. Otherwise, it just becomes chaos out there. You don't have enough cops to run things. All right. Her second tweet was, this budget would not have happened a year ago, and it's the result of many long nights, phone calls, and public comment from thousands of Seattleites. So Council Member Deborah Juarez, she is setting this up as a victory because she knows the protesters are going to go, That's, this isn't what we called for. This isn't what you promised us. 
This isn't what what we'd hoped for. This small under 20% cut, that sucks. That's what they're thinking. So she's setting up for, okay, this is a win. You guys, this is a win. This is a win. This budget, wouldn't have happened a year ago? This is the result of a lot of long nights. A lot of work went into this. We did a lot of phone calls. For those of you on the podcast, I am holding up my fake telephone. And public comment, we listened to public comment from thousands of Seattleites. So now she's putting it out to a broad base of people. We listen to the people. We cut the SPD budget in 2021 by 18%. Hooray. I don't know. We'll see. But still, I don't think there's enough cops out there. I really don't. She had pushed for a proposal that intended to stop the Seattle Police Department from hiring more than 100 new officers in 2021. That measure, promoted by a coalition of organizations, including the King County Equity Now group that emerged as a leader during the summer's protest, was rejected last week. They basically, as city council said, yeah, we are not going to do a, um, uh, we're not going to do this proposal that's going to stop the Seattle Police Department from hiring under people. Because guess what? And that's in 2021. We need to hire some new cops. That's the bottom line. They, I, I think by um, right now, we're at 144 police officers that have left in 2020. I mean, the numbers are just, they're staggering. Just did a podcast on that. You can check that out. But this, you know, you're talking 144. You're talking, that's basically 10%. You got 1,400 police officers in a full Seattle Police Department. We're down to like, I think we're down to 1,200 now. And it could go as low as 1,079 is what the stat I think I read. So the numbers are not there to have a ongoing, rotating, healthy number of police officers within the Seattle Police Force. And this is it before even the budget cuts happen. These are police officers taking themselves out. A $4.5 million cut aimed at hiring was also rejected, as well as a $151 million cut that Sawant said would meet the 50% defunding demand. After months of declaring that Black Lives Matter, every single Democratic, we already read that. She's pissed off about not getting the big 50% cut. Um, But Deborah Juarez, who was one of two council members who did not make the 50% defunding pledge, tweeted that the budget will make substantial cuts to the Seattle Police Department and redirects funding towards communities of color. Politics, that's what you got going on. And she added, this budget would not have happened a year ago. Okay, activists and community organizers who had called for the Seattle Police Department's budget to be slashed by half also considered the cuts to, to the police budget a win. I, don't, I, don't, I think that's just media talking. I don't think they're going to consider it a win. I mean, it's good as far as their standpoint goes. I think any cuts are bad at this point in time, but that's just me. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Um, Nikita Oliver, a community organizer with King County Equity Now and Decriminalized Seattle, told the Times that the cuts were thanks to a major concerted effort by advocates. But the Seattle Police Officers Guild called the city council naive and said crime would rise as a result. You're going to see crime rise. You're also going to see increased homicide rates that we haven't seen in decades. Mike Salon, he is the president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild. The Downtown Seattle Association, meanwhile, said that the reduced funding for the Seattle Police Department will make neighborhoods less, less safe. Really? You got less cops on the street? It's going to be less straight? It's not going to be more safe? It's going to be less safe? Ugh, that's not good. It's already pretty unsafe, right? Seattle has seen a total of 34,912 violent and property crimes so far this year, according to the city's crime dashboard. 
Number of reported offenses has have topped 40,000 every year since 2013. But this year looks set to end with the lowest crime rates in several years. Well, yeah, but there's also a ton of people staying at home. They are not going out. You've had restaurants closed. You've had bars closed. All kinds of things that are inherently just going to reduce the crime rate. I think almost 35,000 violent property crimes during a pandemic where everybody's supposed to be at home. That's, those are pretty big numbers. However, homicides in Seattle are up from previous years. 41 have been reported so far in 2020, up from 28 last year and 32 in 2018. And since this article was written, I think we've had another three people killed, literally, since Monday. That's what I'm going to get into in another podcast here shortly. But yeah, this is what we're doing. So we cut the budget by a little bit, not a lot. And so maybe some of this stuff goes, maybe some of this stuff kind of dies down off the radar. We don't have all this silliness because it's been a big push for everybody. Everybody's kind of been wondering, oh, I wonder what, wonder what's going to happen with the, the budget. And I think people sat down, particularly the mayor and all of the Seattle City Council members, sat down and looked at what a 50% budget cut would look like. Ooh, not good. Nobody's talking about that. But literally, they sat down and all right, we whack this budget by 50%. Oh, yeah, we can't fund all those police. Okay, we can't fund that. Oh, that's not good. Oh, we got to keep them. Oh, yeah. All right, what can we get rid of here? All right, we got 18% and 10% of that's fluff in the budget. Let's go with that. 18, I think people will be happy with 18%. It's not 50, but it's a whack. We can tout it out there in the media. I think that's what's going on. And I think you will have, um, I mean, the crime isn't going away, right? Still a lot of the things out there that are instigating all the crime or kind of the root sources of all the crime. Those are not going away if you defund the police by 18%. They're just not. I keep holding my hand out here, imaginary reading something and it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to put my hand away. I'm going to put my hand on top of the desk now. So yeah, we've, we've defunded the police just a little, or we've reduced their budget. That's literally what we did. We reduced their budget by 18%. We're going to make some changes. We'll see how they go. And I don't think it's going to be good. I think this is one of those social experiments where you think it's great in theory, and then the reality is a bunch of people get hurt, a bunch of people get killed, and guess what? We need some more police. We need to fund the Seattle Police Department budget. We need to fund that bad boy. Let's get on that train. I think that train happens uh, before the end of the... Before quarter two, before quarter three of, uh, of 2021, that is, that's my prediction. In the next six months, got to hire some more cops. Need some more cops. Need them because when the bad man comes, you don't want to be calling for a social worker because those guys are useless unless you can sit down around a table and have a nice conversation about what your mental, tro- mental troubles are or what your economic troubles are, or what your troubles are in general. But if you are facing a violent criminal, maybe a repeat violent criminal, like so many in Seattle are, because we're not really prosecuting anybody, and we're not really throwing anybody in jail for a long time, because that's what keeps people off the streets. We're not doing that. We are going the opposite way. We're we're basically saying, all that little small crime, we don't want to, we don't want to screw up our budget by taking care of all that. So we're just going to let those guys go. Kind of got a new system here in Seattle. That's what we're doing. Defunding the police. 
criminals. You guys do your thing. And I'm grossly exaggerating there, of course. But that's that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like you go over to Seattle and you look around and you go, man, there's all homeless people everywhere. And this is kind of out of control. And we're defunding the police. This is really what we're doing. I don't know. And we don't even really need to defund the police because the police themselves are already quitting. They are taking themselves out of circulation. A lot of blue flu going on. They are moving on to other cities where they don't have to put up with the same nonsense. And those cities actually appreciate their service to the public. That's what we got going on. So that's it for me on this episode. I'm going to do a couple more on this, though. So look out for those in the near future. Um, I'm going to actually record one right now. And uh, it's a good one. And it is what happens. um, You guys can watch. You guys can figure it out. It'll come on. Thanks so much for being here. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. But thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Love to have you subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for downloading if you're on the podcast platforms. I'm out of here, but I will see you on the next one because I'm recording at least two a day right now. Two a day. Two a day. It's important. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch up soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.